welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox podcast, tools to help you with everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McKenna, the owner of Men and Women Home Care, and today we're talking about marijuana and seniors. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. Here we speak about education, information, and tips on senior caregiving topics. And my name is Ryan McKenna. I'm joined with Janet. And today we're going to be talking about marijuana and seniors, something that I think is going to become a bigger and bigger issue as more and more states decriminalize and full-out legalize uh, marijuana because it's clear that uh, as the older population passes away or doesn't vote as much, the younger populations are clearly in favor of legalizing marijuana. And I think it's going to be inevitable that it ends up in most states being uh, legal to have possession up to a certain amount. Whatever that is, is different. But certainly in Massachusetts, laws have been passed recently that show that it is it is clearly something that um, is wanted to be done. And there are other states like Washington and California and, and Colorado that have proved that uh, there's a lot of money to be taxed with, with marijuana. So with that being said, Janet, um, you know, we're not here to talk about the politics of it all, but at the same time, uh, since we, we kind of agree that it's inevitable that this, this, this snowball is going to continue getting bigger and bigger as it rolls down the hill, it's something that we're going to have to deal with in both the private care side and the facility side. Absolutely. And so what do you see, and this is more opinion-based, but what do you see happening with seniors and being allowed to legally smoke marijuana and and being older and not as steady or having dementia or whatever it might be? I think that, you know, if if marijuana is looked at from the medical marijuana side, you know, I think it'll be addressed in terms of side effects and, and all of that. But I think that as, like you say, as the generations change, you know, marijuana is not seen so much as this evil drug but of having good effects. And um, like you say, not to be political, but they're looking at where that can do more help than harm. And it's, uh, you know, being used as to relax, to relieve pain, nausea, things like that. And we're looking at um, the horror of the whole opioid thing and what people are doing to relieve pain and whatever. This, This definitely could be migrating into uh, this generation as a, a very common thing to do. Absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the things that we spoke about getting ready for this podcast is, is I don't think you can talk about weed without talking about alcohol because they're both things that you can overdo. And uh, for, for many people that listen to this podcast regularly, they know that, you know, I run and you help me run a private home care company, but specifically your backgrounds and in, in also in assisted living as well. And so when you're dealing with an assisted living, you're really dealing with a community of older adults that have paid to have an apartment in a community and some small amount of assistance. And that all depends. But meaning that this is their home. They're allowed to drink alcohol, but at the same time, they should be allowed to smoke marijuana if that's legally allowed to do. 
what is your opinion with assisted livings and how did you deal with alcohol and how do you think that's going to translate over with marijuana? Well, I think with the alcohol side on what they call traditional floors, where you've just got people um, that have chosen to live there to make their life easier. Like you said, they have refrigerators, they have their, their alcohol and they're entitled to that. If someone is having a behavior problem because of it, um, it's kind of dealt with in a similar way as if they take a medication that they've got a behavior problem. And as long as they approach it that way, you know, you can't just say, oh, well, you know, no drinking um, because it's their home. They're paying for that. Uh, where you have memory care units, number one, if they're in a memory care unit, it's because they don't have the same level of judgment and whatnot. But the social engagement part may still be what they want. And you can buy alcohol-free um, wine and cheese and whatever. But I think there's definitely a transition. If you see any of the newer facilities where they used to have dining rooms for um, or rooms for bingo, bingo, I think, is being phased out by um, cafes, clubs, and little bars. And people will go in and they'll have their cocktail and maybe the guy's going to watch the game. You're actually seeing some little sports um, pubs in some of the assisted livings. And I think that's the route that, that alcohol is going to go. And it's not going to be something you sneak in and it's not a bottle in a brown paper bag or a lady I knew that kept whiskey behind the door and when she put it in her teacup, it looked just like Lipton tea. You know, I think it's more acceptable and staff is trained to just, you know, be aware that it's there and if there's abuse. Absolutely. And, and, I, and you know, you're just going to have to have some kind of like uh, internal regulations on where somebody can uh, uh, get get high or where somebody can go smoke. But, you know, you also have this, this interesting dynamic on edibles. And, you know, there's no... <clears throat> There's no real regulation on, you know, what, how much you can put in, like with a beer, right? You can drink a beer and you know that there's a certain amount of alcohol in that beer. So if you drink one beer, you're okay. You drink three, you're, 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 you're feeling okay. You drink 10, you're falling on the ground. Yeah. There, there are those issues with, with things that, you know, you have a half a brownie or you have a full brownie. You don't know what, how deep the rabbit hole's getting. Yep. Um, and so, you know, with alcohol, you can, you can smell it with marijuana. You can smell it when it's burned, right? You can, that Lipton tea wasn't smelling like Lipton tea, right? No. <laughs> but with these, these edibles and these cookies and brownies, I think it's going to be very interesting on how somebody overconsumes something uh, or, you know, it's just going to, I think it's going to be interesting how you, you handle that. And maybe I'm overreacting. I don't think, you know, the whole world's going to turn into zombies, but I think it's just an interesting dynamic on, on how, what's going to occur. Well, I, I think one of the challenges for assisted livings with marijuana, especially in an edible form, because smoking, you can kind of follow the regulations of smoking cigarettes. And the main issue with that is not your health, it's the fire that it could cause. So there's usually smoking areas, things like that. But I think the big challenge really for assisted livings and all is sharing. You know, if you want your brownies that have been enhanced and you want to share them with someone else 
and then they're suddenly feeling the effects and their family comes to visit, then there's this uproar of, well, who let them have that? Well, they did. It's their home. Yeah. So I think the uh, the sharing is probably going to be one of the bigger challenges. Absolutely, but you know, it's not it's not all bad. I mean, you know, there's by no means even uh, even even though maybe some people might disagree, there's there's a big difference between marijuana and these opioid crisis that we have going on, and as more studies are done. Um, we see that there, there, there looks like there's more and more benefits to marijuana. Now, that might not be, mean that we, everybody necessarily needs to get high. You, you can, I'm sure, extract whatever that um, active ingredient is that causes the good parts of things to change. Um, you know, but there are certain benefits. I mean, we all knew originally that with cancer patients that weren't eating, um, they would smoke some marijuana and then they'd get that that hunger so that they would keep right. on weight. Helps uh, with nausea. Absolutely, it helps with nausea. And yeah. and um, there are videos online of an uh, older gentleman, I wouldn't call him like elderly, but he was probably, you know, uh, in his late 60s, early 70s, and he had Parkinson's. And these spasms that, are, that were just debilitating, he couldn't stand still or sit still. And I don't know if he took a pill, if he smoked, whatever it was, but... He ingested THC in some form, and within four or five minutes, he was nearly spasm-free, and he could have a normal conversation. He could had dexterity back, pick things up. He wasn't constantly shaking. You see a video like that, and you think about yourself. If I got in that situation, I would... I'd be smoking every day if I could get those spasms to go away. And he was, you know, it was obviously that some of it was a, a little bit of propaganda for pro-legalization of marijuana, but he was saying how he can't get marijuana in his home state to reverse these effects, even though it's just temporarily. Um, and well, then, I saw a, a, a research thing a month or so ago with uh, children that had severe seizures and um, that... I don't know what the means of delivery was. The child wasn't smoking it. But it was the only thing that was settling down these seizures. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of research to figure out, just like any other drug, how much is enough, how much is too little, you know, where that is. But I, I think there's um, it's, it's something that's going to be looked at and taken advantage of. Yeah, and of course, you know, uh, with, with any type of medications and the FDA and all these studies have to be done and study after study it feels like there's about 500 studies that need to be done before they can even get to human testing right yep. but if you're a, a concerned mother if you're that mother and you're seeing your daughter or your son having those seizures and you've tried everything under the sun and now you're able to get you know some marijuana that maybe doesn't get your son high it, it's just those medicinal effects out of it and the seizures stop that's all the studying you probably need to see you know there's cause and effect i give my son this he's in pain i give him this medicine he's no longer in this pain that's all i need to say right. um so it's got to be a very interesting dilemma and, and difficult for a lot of people who are in that position and and you see these things where there was there, the reason why i picked to do this today i just saw a study online i'm looking at it and it's um it's on scientificamerica.com 
that marijuana may boost rather than dull the elderly brain and senior mice that have been treated with THC improved on learning and memory tests. Now, I haven't read the crux of this study and, and analyzed how many mice and this and that, but I, I am reading just kind of the quick headlines of this. But, you know, there's another study that shows that there might be benefits to this this drug and more studies need to be happening about it. So, um, you know, as the years pass on and I think more and more states become uh, weed friendly, then you're going to be dealing with this new kind of dilemma and this blessing and maybe this curse in the same, wrapped up in one where it might be helping a lot of people, but it also might cause a little problems for people like Janet who are trying to trying to keep everything um, uh, in line. And now you have a new uh, a new you know medication or a new uh, a drug other than alcohol that might be causing some problems in these assisted livings and senior homes and things like that. So anyways, Janet, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you listening to the Caregiver's Toolbox to all our our listeners out there. Uh, We have new episodes that come out every Tuesday. So look forward to that. Have a great week, and thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Caregiver's Toolbox podcast, which is brought to you by Minute Women Home Care Services, located in Lexington, Massachusetts. Call us at 1-844-BEST-CARE if you have caregiving questions or needs. For comments regarding the podcast, find us on Twitter. Our handle is at MWHomeCare. Thanks again, and we look forward to hearing from you.